Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod 249. 249. Um, the powder's fine. That's right. Powder's fine. I... We have to record this episode early because I'm currently on my first ever ski trip. <laughs> yes. Stupid sexy Phil Wang. Stupid sexy Phil Wang. Are you going to get a skin tight uh, jumpsuit? <sighs> I, I don't think so. The, 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 the ladies have real privilege here. I've been in like charity shops with stunning 80s ski suits for the ladies. Yeah. Um, nothing for the fellas. I'm gonna have to go in like a puffy jacket and trousers. I'm gonna look like I'm fucking going to on a hike or something, you know. You could you could rent one, couldn't you? Uh, maybe. Although we've been told you you rent some things. You rent helmets and poles and the skis themselves. I don't know about the actual outfit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll find out. But uh, anyway, that's all pretty minor stuff. Uh, have you you've been skiing once before? Yeah. How do you find it? I like. Can it. I borrow your ski suit? <laughs> I was I was a, a young teen. You would have been my size then. <laughs> well, that is true. To my recollection, we rented everything, but did we rent a suit? Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just wore. But it would have been too cold. I'm not sure. I, I don't really mm. remember. I liked yeah. it. Um, uh, yeah, I, it was it was tiring and it was good. I, uh, I, I it, but you've, you've not gone back though. This is this is what frustrates me and I guess most people about skiing and why it's considered a privileged sport is that you have to buy all hundreds of pounds worth of stuff on the chance that you like it and go back and spend a hundred more pounds to go back again. Otherwise, you just have a pair of salopettes in your pantry. Yeah, I, I for don't. For the rest of your life, we didn't buy anything. I think we. I think we. We went to a very commercial, like at the bottom of the ski slope was a massive rental store kind of thing. It was like when you go do a seaside activity and they all have a big stinky rack of jumpsuits of wetsuits. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, I remember something very much like that, but with big boots and and padded suits they're definitely helmets and boots and the actual equipment and uh you just sort of lined up and and rented your fucking thing and they they fitted it to you like in a shoe shop yeah oh, yeah and it was all very like um it was all very uh uh, uh not i wouldn't say it would be okay it'd be unfair to say it was rough and ready but i mean it wasn't like a, a butler came and fucking massaged your pantsuit onto you it was very like uh hey what do you want you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah, shoes yeah, are too yeah, big. Yeah. You have to have these shoes, and if they didn't have the size, then fuck you, kind of thing. It was very yeah, sure. Get on with it. Yeah. So I'm sure we weren't. <laughs> I'm sure that we weren't doing it in the most fancy possible way. But uh, yeah, interesting. I, I, interesting. I don't remember there being almost any other English people. But I want to express myself, Pierre, with my clothing choices. Oh, you want 
to be an interesting person on the slopes, do ya? Instead yeah. of just warm. Well, I've already got gloves that are like like spaced out. Uh, um, what is it called when a sun dies? No, when it dies, what's left over? The super, is it, yeah, it, look, it looks a bit like supernova It's like all these uh, space clouds on it. Oh, a nebula. Look, nebula. Nebulous. It's got a nebulous pattern on it, yeah. Why? Do, what do you think other skiers will... <laughs> this guy's from space! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll think I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm an alien from a superior uh, species and civilization. And I've come for a little holiday. Oh, man. I've watched one YouTube video. On the basics of skiing, and I think I got it. You think you're ready to go? You know what I'm really excited about is the lifts. Those are cool. Why are you excited about those? There's a big machine in it that takes you up and down. Yeah, it is a big machine. I can't deny that. Um, yeah. It is cool. I can't remember, because have you seen that you can get the ones which are just like a little a little uh, stool between, between your legs? Yeah, this is in the YouTube video. That looked awesome. Yeah, like it's a, a little round plate on a on a on a rope, and you put it between your leg, legs, and your little gooch there, and it uh, <laughs> just drags you up the slope. That looks awesome. Dra- I, want, I want to do that. Dragged up by your fucking gooch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder. I'm scared. I'm gonna get hurt though. Well, maybe. I mean, you might. Mm, like I want to. This might be the last ever episode of Bud Pod. <laughs> Don't go on like the, a diamond slope or whatever it is then. Just stay on the uh, gre- green. I'm guessing green is the easy one. Yeah, according to this video, it's either green or blue. Is the Depending where you are. Okay, okay. It's the easiest. I'm going to stay. They're going to call me Green Boy. I'm going to be there all week. Mm. They're going to call me Green Bean. <laughs> yes green that'll be my catchphrase yeah 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 um yeah well just i mean you could still st- i mean anyone can slip and break their arm kind of thing no <laughs> i don't hear that i've already broken my arm once yeah and now you're gonna break it skiing with willy wonka no St- living in a timothy chalet Oh, thank you. In my Timothy Shalalay. In my Timothy Shalalay. Is he? What's the deal with his name? Is he? What is? What's his dad is French. Ah, Hmm. that explains why he looks like a little delicate boy. (laughs) I watched the other night. uh, What's it with the two fellas there? Call me by your name. I watched that movie with the two fellas there. The old, uh, the old, uh, come and fuck my apple, uh, in my fucking banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was excellent. I loved it. So good. Really, really good. Really, the the performances are brilliant. It's so beautiful. It's set in this lovely bit of Italy, and it's so lovely. And the characters are nice. <laughs> I don't know if I and, and there's no great conflict. There's no enormous conflict. It's a very subtle conflict um, that the protagonists have to sort of overcome. And I like movies like that, you know? That just kind of... I kind of like meandery kind of movies. It's a slice of life. It's a slice of life. We've talked about this before. It's slice of art, it's slice of life and coming of age. Oh. And coming in peach. <laughs> but mainly a coming of age slice of life. They've, they've combined the genres. Here's a little visit to someone's life. Here's a slice of their life. <laughs> now it's over, you get to leave. 
Doop de doop de deep. Yeah. I I I finished watching um the terrible uh it wasn't well, no it was was it terrible? Uh it's it's sort of the Netflix series that we we discussed on Bonus Pod. I finished watching um Fool Me Once, the Harlan Coburn adaption. Oh yes, this is the sort of crime drama series set in Manchester, but seemingly set in um, Amer- uh, California because everyone has guns in big houses. Well, it's set, and it's a trunk. Seemingly set in in I think it would have been set in somewhere in New England because there's all sorts of stuff about like a fancy prep school oh. and things, and it's like oh they've tried to transpose even that dynamic doesn't perfectly transpose onto a British private school because it's not quite the same. The English actors in that must have felt insane. Yeah, and... Uh, Joanna mean, Lumley's in that. <clears throat> yeah. If, if, if Joanna Lumley says garbage, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this, someone's, someone's ringing the fucking door. I'm sorry, I'll be back in a second. All right, all right. Um, listeners, to catch you up while Phil's gone, basically, Harlan Coben wrote, uh, has written loads of thriller books uh, set in America. They're all set in America. And they only ever seem to get adapted for... Like, one was adapted, set in France, I think. Two, I think, are in the UK, and there's a lot of mid-Atlantic confusion, where high schools are presented as organizations that have money, or or flags, and uh, everyone drives big trucks that have trunks, not boots. Gun racks and a house, totally normal. People who are in the army or who uh, work for the police have big houses. Yeah, this just doesn't really work it doesn't stop it from working but it doesn't really work in the sense that it's like if you're a, a shitty pedant like me it, it bugs you but yeah it's something to do with uh finances i guess like oh we can fund this because it is cheaper to make things in the uk guys if you're ever wondering why there's so many british actors last night at the golden globes what did you get oh, phil i swear i did i accidentally select an option on Amazon that said only ever deliver when I'm recording Budpod. <laughs> it does seem that way. It does seem like they like... wait in the bushes for me to set the microphone up, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> what is it? I've, I've, I've got, I've ordered one of those things from Amazon that's so small and flat it makes you feel insane because you, you essentially posted a flat piece of cardboard. Yeah. because um, I got some of them flat batteries. Oh no! Yeah, they do make the you feel nuts. Everyone's favorite. Um, the code CR2032 batteries. Those These are, are the classic. flat ones that you always forget exists. They go in watches and stuff. But now, why why order that at all? They just look nice. No, I mean, like... I've, I've, I, I, I need to, to replace a battery in my, um, my bag weigher device. They sell them in, like, Tesco, though. Well, I don't know that for sure, and I just <laughs> want it in my house. Also, it's such a flat package. Why could he not fit that through your letterbox? Why is he ringing your doorbell? Oh, because I have a little gate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live yeah. in a, a secret um, community. I do. We live in um, a commune. Phil is. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the official title is, but I guess you could call it like um, head father of the. Uh, of the two or three hundred filthy uh, semi-nude people who live on the uh, the hollowed-out hill. Um, That's right. Yeah. I am the only one in the muse who knows the truth about our saviour. And, and, and if everyone gives me enough cups of sugar, I'll tell them. <laughs> and the date they haven't the, given me enough yet, but the, they will soon. And the yet. date of the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, the Goldie Globes. I was just saying how um, I think one of the reasons that... Because people are like, 
Oh well, if it's, I was I was looking it up on Twitter, and people are like, "Well, if it's not meant to be set in England, why is it then?" And it's like, well, they don't. These are people who don't understand how things get made, and I mean, I don't either, but I know more than they do. And it's cheaper mm. to film things in the UK because we don't have a strong union for, say, crew. There's no Teamsters union here, and the actors are cheaper, and they're all professionally trained because um, we just have so many drama schools pumping them out. Yeah, we also have all the studios here. So in London, uh, it just keeps building new studios. Yeah. Netflix has its own studios out here. Yeah. Um, I mean, that um, fucking uh, Squid Game, that uh, they made the real Squid Game. Well, not the real. Well, no they don't actually die, but they actually make a reality Squid Game. Yeah. For Netflix. That was all filmed uh, just outside of London. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it all happens in the UK. And that's why so many things that seem foreign win BAFTAs. Because you go, why is that winning a BAFTA? That show's set in America. And it's like, yeah, but they actually, 90% of the filming was done just outside of London in a big warehouse. And all the crew yeah, were yeah. British. Um, Wonka. My bit of Wonka was. Yeah. London. Yeah. A lot of it was filmed in, some of it was filmed in Bath. Um, yeah man it's all very it's all becoming very english but the actors um, the actors are cheaper and easier to please i've i've been told that part of it is that american actors once they get to a certain level they want to win a bago they 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 have to go on strike when sag goes on strike whatever it is it's a lot easier just to find a a, a polite english person who won't make a fuss and a cheap salary in america would blow their minds in the england so they just hire all of <laughs> yeah, those actors yeah. and they get something that's as well acted, it just needs to have different accents. Yeah, it must. They're, they're, it must be what it's like for to, Hollywood. Imagine for your Hollywood, and out there in the Atlantic is this island full of cheap, excellent actors who don't demand anything. <laughs> go, okay, well, I'll just go there then. I'm going to go to the fairy island and kidnap some of the elves that live there, and they'll do it. <laughs> the acting elves, the drama elves. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to that big theme park that is called England, where there's a crazy king and all the elves do drama. And I'll just round <laughs> up a few of those uh, mystical creatures. Yeah, yeah. It must be what it's like to be Austrian in Germany. Uh, what do you mean? Well, if the Germans want someone who speaks fluent German, they could just go to Austria. Like a oh, smaller place right, 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 that speaks yes. the same language, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you watch the Golden Globes at all? I don't think you um, can. You do it. I don't think anyone watches. No one watches these award shows unless something terrible happens. I mean, I heard that the comedian was terrible, but even yes, then, I didn't watch yes. it. I only heard that through, through Twitter opinions. Yes, yes, it's a tough gig. Those things, um, especially when you're performing to super superstars, celebs who all have cameras trained on them and who are all keen not to react in the wrong way to the wrong kind of joke. Yeah, and and if you do a joke about, let's say there's a movie with really shaky camera footage and you're like, oh, who, how, how fucking drunk was the guy who filmed that? Or oh, what was the deal with that? Whatever the joke is. And it cuts to the guy in the audience, the celebrity. You don't know. He might be friends with the director of photography or he might, you know, there might have been mm. an issue on set or you don't know. So he can't like, it's not a. It's it's the least organic set of responses you could possibly have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but then it did it did inspire me to watch the 2014 Golden Globes opening monologue by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. So incredible, just a gold standard for these things for these monologues. Yeah, classic just of the exceptional. genre. Exceptional. I mean, yeah. So it's th that that set had so many like classic jokes. 
Gravity. Gravity's nominated tonight. Gravity's a movie about how George Clooney will literally float off into space and die, then spend one more minute with a woman his own age. <laughs> or like 12 Years a Slave one, where Amy Poehler goes, is an amazing movie, and you know what? I will never look at slavery the same way again. <laughs> anyway, and Tina Fey's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> oh, man. That's how it should be done. That's how it should be done, Philip. I haven't watched the comedy, yeah. but everyone online says it's crap, and I've heard it's crap. And so, what can I say? I have to accept. I, I, I watched a little, like, couple of clips on TikTok last night. My girlfriend's TikTok. I want people to know I don't have TikTok. Um, you already, I'm, you already send all your personal data to China. <laughs> yeah, they already know everything about it. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's a tough watch. It's a tough watch. It just seems like a comedian. The comedian's Joe Coy, who's a Filipino-American comedian, who's very, very big and among his own fan base, sells out arenas and stuff. But I would suppose not a natural fit for a sort of lovey Hollywood crowd. Um, and, you know, a, a more, well, progressive-leaning Hollywood crowd. And yeah, the jokes did not learn too well. They were not well-prepared, by he nor his writers I was, and it's a tough watch man as a uh, comic you know you're always a comic first yeah and yeah. and you watch that and you go ah fuck this is a bad gig woof feel feel for the guy oh man imagine imagine you're, you're out you're doing you're, you're doing a gig and and it's and you're bombing and you look out and it's harrison ford <laughs> and christopher nolan looking like, at you going like a dream woof. Like a bad dream. I mean, we've all had bad corporates, but I imagine the people in the corporates are Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Brad Pitt. And, you know, you go, oh, fucking hell. This isn't, I'm not going to forget this one. <laughs> yeah, I can't brush this off as easily as I brushed off the, uh, the Risk Trading Awards. <laughs> or whatever one you've done. Um, yeah. Yeah, gross. I won't. I, I can I be bothered to watch any of the clips? Maybe I will. It just feels like it's going to be like eating a big lemon in my mind. If you get a sudden desire for a bit of Schadenfreude, then then go for it. But yeah, oh, it's a rough one. <laughs> um, what do you think you're going to fucking hate about skiing? What will I hate about the early mornings? You have to get up every morning to get it, like get our lessons in before lunchtime. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think being sort of, hmm. Hmm. I, I otherwise, I'm I'm quite looking forward to. It. I like the snow. I like the cold. I like feeling cozy afterwards. I love I love that a lot. I I, I guess the the people I, I I like trying new things, but I don't like trying new things around experts and around people who are very proficient. Yeah. Um. Watching, you know, feeling like I'm getting in the way of the people who are serious about this. That's what I'm not looking uh, for. But that's no, you, that'll be fine because that's why there's different slopes. That's true. That's true. You're going to be completely siphoned away to the fucking. You're going to be. It, it, what might annoy you is getting absolutely fucking dusted by a bunch of ten year olds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just yeah, that I'm also worried about. All these continental children just going. I had an experience like that in an ice rink in Berlin. My first yeah. ever time on ice skates. Just kept falling over. And every time I did, these little kids' skates would like be would whiz by my fingers like a millimeter away. <laughs> it's really scary. They're just whizzing around you. They're so good and they're like five years old. <laughs> no. 
it's such a it's such a being a, a good ice skater is so differently coded to use internet talk in in Europe versus in North America. I feel like being good at ice skating in Europe is slightly fancier, whereas in North America yes. it's just like blue collar hockey thugs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It feels very very posh in in Europe, but certainly it, in the UK. Do you ever get this thing where you see a kid who's really good at something like ice skating and you get annoyed at your own parents <laughs> for not taking you ice? You're like, what the fuck? Why didn't they take me ice skating? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I was in Malaysia, but that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. We had fridges, didn't we? We had freezers. <laughs> you could have just put ice skates on and stuck your feet into the freezer and kind of wiggled around. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, sometimes. But I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I love snow. I love cold. Yeah. And I love chalets and sort of coziness and pine trees. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, you're you're um, a Malaysian prince, so you prefer comfort above all else. Comfort is most important in life. Yeah. How um, mm. would you consider wearing perhaps uh, elaborate sort of sheepskin underpants or something just to sort of constantly be comfortable in day to day? <laughs> well, in just regular life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've never. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like some fleece fleece pants. Why don't you just start dressing like a kind of swirling, uh, uh, yeah, Eastern prince, like just all loose fabrics and. Oh yeah, that's that's and like a, a long, long sort of Chinese style ponytail. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. The way down to my ass, and and you could just be like, like flutters behind me as I hurl down the slope. That's <laughs> so cool. But yeah, I just mean in normal life, are you maximizing oh. your daily comfort? No, I guess not. I, I do. I, I now wear very comfy clothes. I don't wear trousers with belt loops anymore. Yeah. All my trousers are are tied things, are um, string tied or whatever. Yeah, and I'm very jealous. And you sent me the website where you buy them from, and they just don't make them for giant men like me. Yeah, it must be tough. They they get really for a, close. A big hipped man. Just not quite. If I want to wear drawstring black cloth trousers of some kind, then it's like tracksuit bottoms it's like the kind of stuff you wear when you have the flu <laughs> you do always look like you're recovering from something yeah 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 but but yours <laughs> yours aren't made out of the same cloth whereas your your drawstring trousers cut, i would always expect from, them to have a belt the same loop cloth. huh we're not cut from the same cloth yeah you know no no but your trousers always i thought they were proper trousers until i saw you would lift up your jacket ring, and reveal <laughs> that they were actually slouch pants the whole time um, Every time I flashed a crowd, you'd see and go, "Hey, yeah. you, those are, those aren't fancy pants at all." Hang on a minute, because the fabric did look a bit trousery, and they were quite straight lines down your legs. They weren't rumpled yes, or billowing. It's all part of the illusion, Pierre. It's all part of the con. I would have bet my life you were wearing real trousers. No, the whole sir. Time. All string tie, fucking soft loungy pants. You're on That's stage. What they call me, soft loungy pants. You're on stage in what the Scots would call your comfies. <laughs> but I think, but this is a post-lockdown thing, right? That comfies have become acceptable outside the, the home. I think depending on where you live. I mean, in some parts of the UK, uh, uh, wearing a full tracksuit everywhere you go is, has been de rigueur for quite a while. That's true. That's true. Manchester, Wolverhampton, famously, and Tom Stade's stand-up routine about Wolverhampton. Oh yeah. Um, any, any, anyway, really. Anyway, there's, there's always... There's Manchester's always, Adidas, isn't it? Huh? Manchester's Adidas and Ni London's Nike. Yes, maybe that's right. I'm not sure. I think that's the divide. 
All my information on that. If you haven't added us, if you're going to add us uh, tracksuit, you're from Manchester. If you're in the Nike one, you're from London. Do you think? I think that's it. I think that is the divide. I'm gonna put it up. Yeah, and North South. I think like you know, Oasis always wear Adidas. In in the early noughties, Phil, it was Kappa all the way. Do you remember Kappa? Um, Kappa. Yeah. Um, no. I think they're the back-to-back ladies. Oh, K A P P A. Yeah, K A P P A. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, that was the big thing in the noughties. Oh. Uh, yeah, I must have missed it. Well, you were ice skating um, in Malaysia. I've only recently become interested in fashion. Wow, this is comfort fashion. Um, comfort fashion. But when we were on the road, every service station we stopped at had an all tracksuit clad family. Well, that's true. Um, okay, I'm not finding any official confirmation of this <laughs> Adidas Manchester London Nike thing. Maybe it's unofficial. I think when I see an all tracksuit clad family, I want the tracksuits to not be grey. Um, that's my yeah. That, that, that's too depressing. That's too depressing. I agree. Oh, I found for Britain's sneakers, yeah. your city defines your footwear selection, and uh, Manchester does get Adidas. So there, I was right, and I'm right about everything else as well. <laughs> I but these these families, I want a whole family in tracksuits to be like the Royal Tenenbaums. Or like Daniel Muggleton, mm, comedian, friend need, of the you podcast. You need like a tennis headband at the same time. Yeah, no, I mean like red with white Adidas stripes. Like distinctive, mm. like a look, a planned idea. Whereas when I see a group of three people or four people or five people in the gray flannel tracksuits like I'm literally wearing now, to yes. me, these are, I'm not leaving the house, I'm doing quite a lot of farting clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the color of farts, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Whereas if they were all in black tracksuits or red or blue, you'd be like, wow, you guys are training for some sort of family Olympiad. Yeah, you must be going on the crystal maze or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to do a sort of circus display. <laughs> yeah. You're called yeah. like the Amazing Grundlesons or something. Also, also, speaking of clothes and uh, families and children, yeah. this is very minor, but there was a, a new story about this a plane in America that uh, a bunch of them been recalled because mid-flight one of the windows or doors just blew off yeah have you seen and the picture yeah yeah just a hole in the in the plane just a big hole in the side of the plane big old hole in the plane and no one was hurt but a young boy's shirt was sucked off <laughs> <laughs> it's just an image what yeah I think there's like a boy and you know the thing goes up and everyone's screaming and he's like and his shirt is fluttering in, in the wind, and apparently his shirt just got sucked off him. I'm choosing so. to, I'm choosing to believe that it happened immediately. Like, whoosh, thunk. That's such a fucking, I, that's such a fucking Simpsons thing to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe my favorite story, man, of the of the year. That would happen um, to so that would happen to Millhouse or Martin yes. Prince. Exactly. And he'd go, ooh, and cover his little bosoms. <laughs> um, we, should, uh, we should maybe do some correspondence. Get a couple of minutes um, ahead on it. Yes, yes. Let- a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ring, Correspondence. Who is this? It's Tom. Tom um, has got doms from working out so much because he's so buff. Oh, That's nice. What it's called, right? Doms. Doms. Yeah, I've got some today. Nice. I, I saw. I saw my PT earlier today. <laughs> I'm getting pumped, pumping up, jacking up. <laughs> I'm so full of meat. I'm making more meat. Yeah. I'm making some inside meat. This is what I say when I when I apply for a new PT. I'm like, yeah. They ask me my goals, and I say, I'd like to, I'd like to increase my inside meat. I'd like to make more inside meat. <laughs> and they hate that. That's really gross. I want yeah, more meat inside me. That's what you should have said. <laughs> We would have got some interesting responses. <laughs> Too much of my body isn't meat. meat. I want to make more me meat. I want to make more me meat. Inside meat is such a horrible... <laughs> that would be like the Anglo-Saxon way of saying muscle. <laughs> um, Tom says, Dear pee-pee-poo-poo men who live in my phone, we do let us out yeah don't it's let me out in i like all the apps it is fun but scary um so he sends us a lovely paragraph of redacted praise that also where he also admits that he's too lazy to figure out how to sign up to the patreon even though he wants to <laughs> which is fair enough yeah this is when nudge theory comes into play how do we nudge tom um how do we nudge tom go on tom do it nudge nudge Nudge, nudge, stink, stink. Uh, so Tom says, I write to you from Paris clandestinely, overtly. <gasps> la resistance. Oh, it, means, it must mean covertly. Yeah, la resistance. Uh, not with invisible ink or a cipher, no, but it is hidden away from the prying eyes of others. In this case, my frog-eating colleagues and employer. <laughs> I love an old-school... Uh, insult about another nationality. It's like funny. Frog, frog eating is so like eighties. I love it. <laughs> frog, the bloody frogs. Indeed, frog's I'm nice. writing. I think I've had a frog leg or two before. It tastes like chicken. Yes, I think like I've, tender chicken. I, well, have I tried them? I think I have tried one. Maybe I tried one of your plate. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Uh, indeed, I'm writing brazenly on the large monitor at the center of the glass meeting cubicle I booked in the offices where I work. A cubicle, wow. yeah. A large monitor in a cu- Okay. In the center of a cubicle. Right. So it's like booked a meeting room. Yeah. Hmm. A cubicle like a glass glittering gilded cage, what? That rewards and huh? enslaves me. 
I don't understand. That must be a French term. He must have tr- translated it literally from the French. Yeah, I'm sure it makes sense. I'm, I'm sure it makes sense in French. Yeah, gilded cage, but in English, it's gobbledygook. No, because I, I, something that rewards and enslaves you it doesn't make sense. Um, no, no, you can, you can surely you can only have one. Yeah, you can only have one. I feel giddy f- using work time, resources, and equipment to use this to do this. Um, in front of everyone, sometimes I make eye contact with a colleague passing the room, and my heart jumps at the thrill of it all. It is tantalizing, <laughs> voyeuristic. Will I be caught? No, the glass of the cubicle hides the screen from others via some clever trickery I don't understand. From outside oh, like the one glass way. cubicle, the monitor is blank. Cool. What? Yeah, special glass. That filters out, like... Maybe it must filter out a particular... Wavelength. Not frequency, but like wave... Yeah, wave pattern or wave from the computer screen. How clever. Yeah, how cool is that? Hmm... Maybe it must be a polarized, kind of like a kind of polarizing um, kind of glass. Which is, you know how the original, um, that's how 3D glasses work? Do you no. know this? So a 3D movie has two Im- images on it, basically, right? And th- that's why when you don't have the glasses, it's these two images. And uh, basically, if, if your left eye sees one image and your right eye sees the other image, it creates an illusion of depth because that's what happens in the real world. You, the images between your right and left eye are slightly different, and that difference your computer computes to be the distance. Yeah, right? and that gives you the that gives you depth. In a 3D movie, that two images are projected into the screen, but they are polarized. Um, meaning, so basically, light go comes at you in waves. Um, so, sort of, uh, I think the model is. You can imagine light comes at you in uh, two waves perpendicular to each other. So you imagine a T of waves coming at your eyes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that is the waveform of, of the light. Um, in the 3D movie, one image is just the vertical wave, and the other image is just the horizontal wave. And you wearing polarized goggles, one, your left, the left lens only allows in the vertical wave. It's got these micro nano slits, basically. Yeah, yeah. Only lets in the vertical wave. So your left eye only gets one image. And then the right lens only lets in horizontal waves. And so you get the right image. And so your brain gets two different images and it thinks that they're at different diff- distances. And that's why it makes me feel sick. <laughs> one of the worst headaches I ever had was after watching Toy Story 3 3D. Yeah. I, one of the worst headaches ever. Horrible. I think Great movie. I went to watch something, maybe even Avatar 3D, and I think there was a point where I just took them off because I was like, I'd rather watch it a, as a kind of fucked up blur. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, they've not quite fixed that. No. Also, my first time wearing VR goggles, the worst headache ever. Ugh. I don't like it's almost it. Almost like it's not natural. It's not right. It's not. It's God. God does not wish us to do this. Um, from outside the glass cubicle, the monitor is blank, protecting what should be client-sensitive information. But maybe someone will see if they walk in and see the word "shit" and "poop" written in large letters across multiple <laughs> screens in the room. No. Is this the uh, Johnson file? <laughs> shit and poop. <laughs> Wait a minute. The shit and poop account is only coming in next week. <laughs> um, God, I normally feel like a twat in here, but today I feel alive. Um, <laughs> the, 
This is my first piece of correspondence to you. Alas, I do not have great fecal fables to share with you and the other children of dirty little boys and girls. I am, in fact, uh, of a similar stock and breed as Pierre. Uh, South African, I think he means. Although I am mm. diminutive, the runt of this biltong-eating brethren. Ah. But what we share is a fortified belly that holds strong against the onslaught of shelled fishes, expired dairy, and too long refrigerated leftovers. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Like uh, an iron belly. Like me. Yeah, but the thing is, then he says, despite this, I have shat myself many a time. Oh. Well, that can't hmm, be true, This then. doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. Get back into your French cubicle and add this up again. Something's fishy, and I don't just mean all the mollusks Tom's been eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that being said, my bowels do not produce solid stools. Oh. That doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. I wonder if Tom is in denial about uh, the robustness of his... I think he just means he's never thrown up. Right, right, right. Because it's sounding pretty bad gutsy to me here, Tom. (laughs) Let's just say the uh, International Fraternity of Iron Bellies would be not too pleased with these results. No, there there would be um, an internal review... Of your internal repu, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He says his plops are more aptly named sloshes. Oh. Yeah. See a doctor. He, he, ref- he refers. See a doctor. He refers the process that of, of poo-pooing as softly piping. That's how he <laughs> describes it, Phil. Awful bake-off terminology. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You perhaps object that I uh, uh, do not have an iron belly hearing this, but I maintain it in defiance to you and your listenership. It is how I poop simple and true. What, what I so, can so Tom's say is I'm fascinated by So Tom's saying that that's just how he poops is, is all very wet and... Yeah, apparently bad. so. It's just a big wet bag of fucking icing. <laughs> um, but he claims that... I guess it's consistent... Yeah, yeah. Maybe his body's just not just not good at absorbing moisture. Is he always thirsty? Yeah. Does he always need water? Is that? I guess he's correct in the sense there's no variation in his not not good stuff. Mm. He's fascinated. He says by people that do these uh, the 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 always floating poos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not always floaters. It's very annoying when they are, but they're not always. Well, he says, he claims his girlfriend is is always creating things that float and is also a scruncher and a standing wiper. Uh, Okay. With the girlfriend or Tom? The girlfriend. Okay. Has she she allowed this information to be shared? Apparently so. I mean, she first allowed it to be shared with her own boyfriend, which is already surprising to me. Do you know what a scruncher is, Phil? Yeah, it's how you how how you use toilet paper. Do you scrunch it or do you fold it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's yeah. a, a she's a standing scruncher floater. Standing scruncher floater. Yeah, I mean, why not? Whatever floats your boat or poop in this situation. Um, I once had to send her a picture of her own creation, which had failed to flush in my parents' downstairs loo when we were visiting. Oh come on, <laughs> romance is dead. Yeah, what the hell? I wouldn't dare ever even consider. <laughs> Not e- uh, she was not used to the weak water pressure, which my whole family knows renders a single flush useless against even the daintiest of dumps. 
She accidentally left it there, menacing to the next person. Is this why his family has adapted to never have a solid shit? Because their toilets can't handle it? They're called... Maybe... Yeah. Is is this natural selection in motion? Mm. Yeah, yeah. they've Mm. sort of gone, well, we never need a a big flush because we're just a bunch of absolute wet bags. (laughs) (laughs) Wet South South African bags. The whole family is just fucking piping icing into the bowl. Stop it. (laughs) Um, Luckily, the next person was me, and uh, we are both victims of sometimes scrolling upon that photo in our respective galleries. Um... Until I have inspiration for a magnum pupus, because he says he's 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 <laughs> sad that he doesn't have I'm, a dramatic shitting story. I mean, we've already spoken about it a lot, so it feels like he has. Yeah, he's definitely for into someone the with topic. no poo stories. We've been talking about poo for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I can recount the time I mistook my own arm for a rat. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're cooking. Like the belly sleeping Tom, a recent correspondent of yours who inadvertently began to strangle himself with his sleeping but convulsing hand. Very funny. Very funny. I too slept, uh, adopting the more sensible side sleeping position and trapped a nerve in my arm. Ugh. I woke with my arm heavily draped across my face. Oof. Oh, such a weird feeling. Yeah. I was visiting my parents at the time who live in a remote, isolated part of the South African countryside. Sugarcane rats are not uncommon intruders in your bedroom. Oh, so interesting. So cane, cane rats are big. You must have had them in Malaysia. No, no, no. Do we grow much sugarcane? Or maybe you don't grow yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think so, but I never saw... Yeah, we saw big rats, but in the city, not, not hu- nothing huge. How <clears throat> big are we talking? Pretty big. Yeah, Pierre's making... Okay, so it's about the size of a big watermelon. Yeah... So it's a specific breed. How big is that? They they look quite cute compared to fact. No, they're really big. Yeah, they they're like a cat. Oh, look there. That's a Whoa. picture. Whoa. Yo, they're like possums. Yeah, it's like a. It feels unfair to call it a rat. Um, they're in their own family apparently. So not even part of the, the they're not even part of the rat family. I think they're, 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 they're an extended relative, but um, they're, they're, they're their own kind of guy. They're nice pretty one. weird looking. Yeah, anyway, so Google, Google it unless you fear rats, in which case, don't. Uh, Cane rats are not uncommon intruders in your bedroom, although they rarely snuggle up close to your face. In the pitch dark and in a panic, I threw what I thought to be a sleeping rodent from my face only to have the hand that it was pull tight on my arm and spring back to hit me in the face. <laughs> ah! Boo! Ah! The revenge of the rat. <laughs> wow, that rat's got big hands. That's what he could have thought. <laughs> he threw the rat of its face and it slapped him with a big human hand. Don't throw me! <laughs> don't be rude! Hey, don't be rude. Um... Uh, I had screamed loudly in the dark and panted for a few minutes until embarrassed I realized what had happened. Fortunately, <laughs> none of my family came to check. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. It's good to know if you were screaming and being attacked by something and your family would not wake up. Especially in a South African bedroom. Yeah. I, that's concerning to me. Um, comforting to have avoided embarrassment, although disconcerting that no one thought to check on me. 
There you go. Um, hopefully inspiration will strike me soon and I will shit myself in a, in a way I can be proud of. Uh, forever yours and forever <laughs> jacking it, Tom. Well, it sounds like it's not far off if uh, your bowels are how you describe. Yeah. It's I only a matter of time, young Tom, only a matter of time. Have you ever uh, uh, woken up and thought there was a creature in your bedroom? Yeah, I've had the hag before, you know, that sleep paralysis hallucination. Oh, yeah. Someone in the room with you. Of of the sort of group of four friends that is me, you, George Fouracres and Jason Forbes, all three of you have had fucking demons visit you at night and I'm the only one without apparitions. You've never had it? No. Interesting. I've had dreams. Yeah. Oh, I've had dreams, Philip. I've had nightmares. Yeah, this is of... A halfway house between dreaming and wake- waking. Yeah. And yeah, I've had the, a common a common one which I've had a few times is a feeling of someone sat, being sat on your bed while you're there. You, the, 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 it feels like the bed is sort of being pressed down by someone sitting on the edge. Yeah. It's very vivid. Or, or like a fold in the duvet being a witch and she's looking, peering over me going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had it a few times. It's usually if I haven't slept well, if I'm very tired or jet-lagged or something, or if there's something weird, Yeah. Um, then, then, then it happens. Uh, but it's a long-documented phenomenon. There are many different names for it in, many, in different cultures. Oh, there's lots of paintings of goblins sitting on people's chests and all kinds of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, no apparitions for me. I've, I've, I've thought that like piles of clothes on the back of a chair was a fucking person and all the usual stuff. But that was when I was kind of waking up, as opposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just get trapped in that in that state. Yes. Yeah. And I guess you don't. But yeah, I'm surrounded by people who are fucking possessed. I should, I should, uh, <laughs> I should figure out why. It must be that amulet. You, I wear. you are the exorcist. You have to turn up. Next time we all hang out together, you have to turn up in a long coat and a wide-brimmed hat yes and i should i should do a really big angry speech before going ha and slapping your foreheads and you fall and you guys all fall backwards on the floor jiggling <laughs> like in a mega church have you ever witnessed a uh a uh what is it called when they take the ghost out of you an exorcism yeah ever seen an exorcism live uh no i've seen sort of faith healing mm. be attempted i've seen that live okay. Uh, but it wasn't like it was quite tame. It wasn't proper like African megachurch style, yeah, full crazy or like snake handlers like those crazy Southern USA guys. How about you? No, I think I've seen I've seen videos of crazy, um, crazy ones happening. Uh, I think yeah, mainly in, in African megachurches. Yeah, yeah, the videos are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like in America, these, um, you know, they they put a hand on them and they try and they heal this person's brother by making the ghost leave them. It doesn't really make any sense. No. But the people are so into it that they just start convulsing and speaking in tongues. And the human mind is a powerful, strange thing. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Brown could be making even more money. <laughs> uh, well, that's all. Uh, the time we have for this episode. Yes, of the, hopefully the, of you, you're enjoying your skiing. Um, yes, uh, hope I make it back. <laughs> I should plug. I've got, it's it's ages away, but I've got a, a Soho Theatre run coming up this year. It's on my. Uh, uh, it, is it on my Instagram? It's on my website, and then I've got a tour in autumn, and I'll be at the Fringe. Those are my only plugs. 
Ooh, excellent. Uh, I'm at the Hammersmith Apollo on the 23rd of February. And if you're in Northampton, and I'm in Northampton on the 20th of February. Let's come to those. Yeah. Um, and now it's time to go to the mega church of the bonus pod. Uh, yes. See you there. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.